What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. What's up, everybody? Patrick Cook here. Welcome to this emergency broadcast of the Being Podcast. Uh, I've decided to do a solo episode today because uh, I want to talk about something incredibly important, a question that has been burning in my mind for over a year now, and that is why are so many people still buying in to the narrative surrounding this situation, this pandemic? Now, I would like to approach it from the perspective um, of one Dr. Matthias Desmet, of whom, uh, whose work I only became aware of in the last couple of days, but has given me this framework, this clarity on what is going on on the global level from a psychology perspective, and I'd like to share it with you. So this episode will be a summary uh, of my understanding of his work. I will quote from him directly. I'll also quote from a couple of other um, bloggers that have uh, reviewed his work to try and give you uh, a useful model, a high-level perspective on what's going on here on a global level from a perspective of of psychology, how we've been duped and seduced into a mass hypnosis, a mass psychosis. Um, And so just for perspective... um, Dr. Matthias Desmet is a professor of psychology, a clinical psychologist at the University of Ghent in Belgium. He also has a master's degree in statistics, and he has observed about the way that we're being induced into this sort of mass hypnosis with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic and our government's response, how this inevitably leads to a totalitarian state. Now, I can't stress the gravity of the situation any more strongly. We are on a very dangerous, slippery slope to a global totalitarian state of which the magnitude and power of uh, we have never seen in the past. The 20th century have seen some incredibly destructive, powerful totalitarian regimes that have inevitably um, collapsed. Um, And just for a review of what that means, what a totalitarian state, this is uh, directly quoted from Larry Turner's substack, totalitarian states have reached their full expansion and expression when they are characterized by political repression, very strong control of the economy, large-scale censorship and mass surveillance, limited freedom of movement, and the use of state terrorism. And to varying degrees, all of these governmental characteristics have been indeed and are being exhibited by many Western nations and in some U.S. states in response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So how can we identify and avoid this inevitability of moving towards a global neo-fascist totalitarian state, one that's based on digital surveillance and a centralized digital currency where we're tracked and traced in every movement from everything we do and it's all connected to our one health passport which um, will 
be in a centralized control place where they can turn off your ability to move, to travel, to eat, to bank, to go to any facility. That's This is where we're heading if we don't wake up to the fact that we are under a mass psychosis right now. Okay, so let's get into the work of Dr. Desmond. Mass formation is what he calls it, and it's basically a mass psychosis or mass hypnosis, and he says there are four main conditions for this to um, be present in a population. Number one, lack of social bonding or a sense of isolation. Number two, lack of any meaning-making or sense-making. In other words, unable to become to come to sensible conclusions and the feeling that their daily lives are lacking any purpose or meaning. Number three, flee, free-floating anxiety, which means it's not connected to any mental representation. Uh, for example, the example he uses is, you know, if you anxi- have anxiety because there's a lion in the savanna that wants to eat you, then you have a very clear idea of where the anxiety is coming from, right? And if you don't, if you can't pinpoint where the anxiety is coming from, then it creates this deep psychological discontent with no clear way to deal with it. And number four, free-floating frustration and aggression where you can't aim at uh, that aggression at any specific entity or cause okay so the four conditions are lack of social bonding or isolation lack of meaning making three is free-floating anxiety and four is free-floating frustration and aggression so i would like to unpack these um and sort of go through them and you know what i'm just going to quote directly from this uh this quote uh, this uh, blog from Larry Turner because I, I think he he nails it. If these four factors are present in enough members of any given society, Desmet says the society in question is at risk for the crystallizing action of mass formation, where large numbers of discontented, anxious, confused, and isolated people simultaneously and suddenly seize upon a single apparent threat and give it their entire energy and attention. The basic reason for this attention and energy seizure, according to Desmond, is that putting focus on a single apparent threat provides immediate and palpable relief from a constellation and long-standing chronic pressure of social isolation, lack of sense-making, and free-floating anxiety and discontent. The mobilization of an individual attention and energy against some single perceived threat, unfortunately, according to Desmond's explanation of the phenomena, segs easily into increasing totalitarian government behavior. Desmond goes on to believe, or goes on to say that he believes that this is exactly what's happening uh, to a greater or lesser degree all over the globe in response to the COVID-19 virus pandemic. He posits that judging from the measures of high and increasing drug use, increased job burnout and economic dissatisfaction and increased socialization that prior to the arrival of COVID-19 and significant number of humans were extremely uncomfortable with their lives. With the arrival of the virus, however, they were able to offload or unload their longstanding unfocused anxiety and discontent onto the COVID-19 crisis thereby obtaining a welcome and immediate release from their chronic discomforts and tensions. Desmond refers to the immediate feeling of relief felt by those previously heavily burdened with isolation, lack of sense-making, and free-floating anxiety as, and discontent as mental intoxication. 
Wow. Okay, so here is a further quote directly from Dr. Desmond. From this state of mental intoxication, you can explain all of the rest of the phenomena of totalitarianism. The mental intoxication leads to a narrowing of the field of attention. It makes people only see what is indicated to them by the mainstream media narrative. For instance, they see the victims of the coronavirus, but they do not see at the cognitive level the collateral damage of the victims claimed by lockdowns. Mass formation, then, is actually a symptomatic solution for a real psychology psychological problem. In my opinion, Desmond says... This crisis is the first place in a large societal and psychological crisis, much more than a biological crisis. As a, as a consequence of mass formation, people do not get egotistical at all. Rather, to the contra contrary, mass formation focuses your attention so much on one point that you can take everything from people, their psychological and physical well-being, their material well-being, and they will not notice at all. Under mass hypnosis or mass formation and subsequent totalitarianism, however, people become radically intolerant of dissident voices, and so someone who tells them another story and claims the official story is wrong, then this person threatens to wake up the people and they will get angry because they are confronted with the initial anxiety, initial psychological discontent. So they direct all of their aggression at these dissonant voices and at the same time are radically tolerant for their leaders, for the people who pronounce the mainstream narrative. In summary, joining with others to deal with the perceived crisis extinguishes the social isolation problem that plagues many people. Likewise, having a concrete and apparent serious problem to deal with provides sense-making and a home for previous free-floating anxiety. Oddly enough, working on an evidently serious problem jointly with the rest of humanity makes the discontented at least temporarily content. Unfortunately, according to Desmet's group psychology model, this sort of mass formation and its associated totalitarian state misbehavior never proceed and end well. Historically, as a totalitarian state is becoming well-established, its opponents are first squashed, then the state, like in Stalin's Russia, starts eating its own young. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. Mass psychosis or mass formation, there are four conditions. Lack of social bonding and sense of isolation. So this was prevalent and predominant before the arrival of COVID-19. People felt disconnected from themselves, from their families, from their jobs, from meaning in general. A general feeling of discontent and a background feeling of anxiety. Number two, lack of meaning making. They're going to jobs that they hate, um, that, where their sense of meaning is close to nil, if anything at all. They're just going along with social um, conditions, social parameters that are expected to lead them to happiness, and they never do. And they have um, a sense of lost um, or nihilism, where nothing is meaningful at all. And then the idea of number three, free-floating anxiety. I think we can all relate to this. There are so many factors in our daily lives, um, you know, that are we would describe as hyper objects, where they're not our immediate stresses, but things outside of us that we can't control. Some examples would be war or racism or poverty 
or uh, climate change or environmental disaster or, you know, all these things that happen and sort of the, the hyper reality where we have no direct experience of them per se, but they are all operating and creating anxiety. So this, there's this background level of anxiety in our lives that we don't really know where it comes from or how to deal with it, right? And then you have this free-floating anxiety or frustration and, ex- and aggression that comes from that that has no place to direct. We have no place to um, export or express our frustration and anger, right? And so we end up, you know, in disease or addiction or, you know, abusive relationships. These are, you know, negative ways in which our frustration and anger manifests, right? And so now you have the arrival of the coronavirus pandemic uh, about 22 months ago now. And it sets up this perfect situation, where you have an increase in socialization due to lockdowns. You have a breakdown in meaning-making and sense-making because of the calamity of the mainstream media and the narrative and the conflicting evidence and reports. Nobody had any clue as to what was going on. So we're isolated. We have no idea what's going on. We have an increase in free-floating anxiety because we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know how dangerous this pandemic is. We have no idea, you know, where to direct or where this anxiety is coming from. We have no uh, concrete mental representation. There's no lion in the savannah that we can sort of attach this this uh, anxiety to. And then the increase in frustration and aggression that comes from this sense of like um, disempowerment where we, we have no way of dealing with this. All right. And so now we have entering the mainstream and the narrative that they're pushing down our throats. All right. Coronavirus deadly pandemic. People are dying in the streets. There could be millions upon millions of deaths. Here is an object to direct your anxiety towards, right? So perfectly in line with this, you know, agenda of mass formation, moving towards totalitarian state, give the people an object of anxiety that is very clear, but also provide the solution, the strategy to escape from it, which is lockdowns, vaccines, masks, right? So now we have the perfect um, setup for mass formation, right? So when these conditions are highly present within a population, and the media provides a narrative which indicates indicates a focal point for the anxiety, while at the same time describing a strategy to deal with this object of anxiety, then all of our anxiety connects to this object, right? And understanding that the mainstream media is controlled by a very small amount of companies, like five or six companies control something like 90% of you know, the mainstream media outlets on all sides of the political spectrum, right? So if they are all pushing the same narrative at the same time, it's very easy to become consumed with it. And so this narrative gives us, provides us a mental representation or an object for which we can direct, to which we can direct our free-floating anxiety. And so we become willing to follow the strategy for dealing with the problem no matter the cost, Thus begins a collective and heroic battle with this object of anxiety and this new way a social bond is created, 
right? So this, this describes perfectly what's going on. There's a renewed sense of purpose and meaning and social cohesion when we all band together. We're all into this, in this together. We're all fighting this, this demon, this, this common enemy of a, of a coronavirus, of this pandemic. We're all moving towards a solution of, of, of herd immunity through vaccination. So this new sense of connectedness and camaraderie emerges, you know, by joining with others to deal with a perceived crisis, then the socialized isolation problem that plagues many is extinguished. You have a place to direct your anxiety, your frustration, and your anger, right? And so you get gripped with this phenomenon of mass formation and people begin to lose their sense of self and they skew towards collectivism like what's best for the collective the individual rights and freedoms are devalued so when you become so singularly focused on defeating the perceived enemy or problem we become willing to have everything taken away from us our rights our freedoms our livelihood, our physical and mental health, our material wealth. Why? Because we are willing to do anything to avoid returning to the intolerable existence of free-floating anxiety in which we suffered previously. Right? Let me say that another way. We're willing to do anything to go along with the narrative because it gives us a sense of purpose and meaning and social cohesion. There's this bond that's created. When we're all fighting, we're all pulling in the same direction. But any breakdown of that or evidence to suggest that this isn't the best way to do it endangers us uh, or threatens us with the idea of we have to go back to the way it was before. This free-floating background anxiety which was causing us so much suffering and misery. We will do anything to avoid going back to our shitty, meaningless jobs and lives. And so when presented with evidence that is contrary to the mainstream narrative, we will dispel it because it... it seeks to destroy our newfound sense of cohesion, bonding, purpose, and meaning. So, this is also why people suffering from mass formation become so radically intolerant of dissident voices, right? And seek to silence them. Because they are in stark contrast to the heroic mission of defeating the virus and the sense of purpose and meaning and social bond that it comes with it. At the same time, we become radically tolerant of our leaders who pronounce the mainstream narrative, like Fauci. These people can lie and cheat and do everything they want and will always be forgiven by the crowd. All the time lying and being dishonest and, you know, being forgiven for their misbehavior because the crowd uh, imagines that it's for our safety or we're programmed to believe that it's for our safety. So this mass formation, this psychosis, this mass hypnosis becomes the precursor for totalitarianism because our rights and freedoms are systematically dismantled and taken away because we're under this hypnosis, we're under this spell that we have to do what's best for the collective. We have to do what's best to defeat this enemy, our object that we've attached our anxiety onto, that we can dispel our frustration and and anger towards, we can't have that narrative collapse. 
because it means going back to the way it was before and we want to avoid that at all costs. So going back to Dr. Desmet's uh, model, he posits that uh, the population breaks down thusly. 30% of people get completely consumed by the mainstream narrative and com- just blindly go along with everything that the government pronounces, right? 30% of people. Not surprising, actually. An additional 40% of people have a sense that something is amiss but are too afraid to raise a dissonant voice in the public space because they are scared of the consequences. These are the people that I would like to talk to specifically today. If you're part of the 30% that already goes along with the mainstream narrative and will continue to do so, you are uh, unreachable and probably won't be listening to this podcast in the first place. But the 40% of people who are just going along with it, who know something's up, who can tune into the absurdity of the mainstream narrative, but you're still going along with it. Maybe you've been coerced. Maybe you've been blackmailed. Maybe you've been threatened with losing your job or not being able to see your family or not being able to travel. You know the narrative is bullshit, but you still go along with it. You're still wearing masks. You're still getting the vaccine. I get it. Like, we just want our lives to be simple, to keep our families safe, to put food on the table. But recognize where this goes if you don't use your voice right now. Especially those of you who have children. I have children. If we don't use our voices and stand up and speak out now, there will come a time when it's too late. And that time is coming swiftly. So wanting to go travel, wanting to keep your job, wanting to not rock the boat, I get it. I understand why you're doing it. But at least use your voice to speak out. Because there's a few things this does. If you use your voice to speak out, then the people that are deep in the hypnosis, in the psychosis, it will prevent them from going even deeper. Because there are dissonant voices that are preventing them from doing that. Right? So continue to speak out. Because once this hypnosis takes over the majority of the population, it's irreversible. And what happens is we completely capitulate towards a totalitarian state. So... The breakdown, 30% of people just completely consumed by the narrative, 40% of people who are just following it because they're scared of raising a voice, they're scared of the consequences, and then the further 30% are those of us that are actively refusing to go along with the mainstream narrative and using our voices to dissent, right? And I definitely fall into that category, and a lot of people I know do as well. This is the last bastion of truth and rationality in the face of global tyranny. I can't underestimate the overestimate this enough. We have to be using our voices. We have to be speaking out against the insanity. And like the ritualistic um Aspects of the narrative are another thing that that Professor uh, Desmet speaks to. It's a cult, and 
you want those who want to be part of the cult are willing to do anything to preserve it. And the rituals that are introduced in the cult, be it a vaccine or lockdowns or mask mandates, the more absurd they are, the more they fly in the face of rationality, the more effective they are. And so the people that are caught up in mass formation, in mass hypnosis, in mass psychosis will do anything, even if it destroys their lives, their families, their livelihoods. They've become deluded and attached to this narrative because it gives them a sense of purpose and meaning and social bonding where there was none before. Right? It's just completely clear and transparent for me now in a way that I couldn't understand before I discovered the work of Dr. Desmond. So the question then becomes what to do? What can we do? And this has been the central focus of my work over the last number of years. Waking up to your own power, to your own sovereignty, for your own ability to make sense of the world, for your ability to create and, and find your own sense of purpose and meaning. Not something that's artificially created outside of yourself by some government or some entity or some disaster or some perceived enemy. You can do this for yourself. You can awaken to the fact that you have been conditioned, you have been programmed since birth, and even decades before that, your parents and their parents and their parents have been indoctrinated into a system that is interested in controlling you and keeping you obedient to the state and its control and power. The entire education system over the last hundred years when it was revolutionized at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, it was not to create the most sovereign leaders, the most independent citizens. The education system was implanted to create workers, Workers who are obedient can follow rules and can be disciplined into doing the jobs that factory owners needed. Period. That's what the education system is designed to do and it still continues to this day. You are told to sit down and shut up. Your sovereignty, your natural creative expression is extinguished and you become a slave. You become a drone to the system. Just smart enough to do the job that they require you to do, not smart enough to question the authority or the power structure. Right? So over the last hundred years, we've been indoctrinating, conditioning, programming our citizens to be obedient slaves to the system. To go to school, to get a job, to pay your taxes, to not rock the boat, to not rise up and be uh, a, a thorn in the side, to not be dissident voices. And how do they do this? They keep us locked in 40, 50, 60 hour a week jobs that we hate. And to manage the discontent, they give us alcohol, they give us drugs, they give us Netflix, they give us Vegas, they give us opiates, prescription medicine. Wake the fuck up to what's going on here. Decades upon decades of media propaganda creating this background anxiety, this free-floating anxiety, all the media is interested in doing is, is projecting fear. It's fear porn, 
24-7. Why? Because it keeps you in a state of fear, out of your higher self, out of your executive function, out of your creative mode, and keeps you in a place where you can be controlled on a mass level. Now, I'm not going to speak to the conspiracy theories of where this virus came from. I don't know. Maybe it's from a lab. Maybe it was... uh, produced there by Fauci and his cronies. Maybe it came from a bat. The point is, it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is this mass psychological response to the pandemic. And so this idea of mass formation, mass hypnosis, where before we felt isolated, no sense of meaning, free-floating anxiety, free-floating anger, now can all be directed towards one source, and that feels amazing. It gives us relief from our anxiety. And so it's no wonder. I don't blame people who have been seduced by this psychosis. I encounter them every day on social media. Friends of mine, lifelong friends of mine, family members, highly educated, who are going along with the mainstream media without questioning everything, even when there is evidence presented to the contrary, which has been happening since the beginning. The original models for how deadly this pandemic were off by magnitudes, 10 or 15 times magnitude. Mask mandates, lockdowns, proven not to be effective. Massive collateral damage. Addictions, suicides, physical abuse. Nobody talks about that. And then why hasn't the mainstream media been spouting about natural health remedies? Like exercise, like better diet, like vitamin C, like vitamin D, like being in nature. All of these things have been proven to reduce your risk of dying from anything because they improve your immune system. You don't hear anything about that in the mainstream media. Why is that? Because they're interested in keeping you in low vibration fear because from there you are easily controlled, period. And right now, on a global scale, We are suffering from mass psychosis. Up to 70% of us are going along with the mainstream narrative, even in the face of new science and evidence to the contrary. The absurdity of it all. You stand in line at the airport six feet socially distanced so you don't get close to somebody. Then you sit next to them on a fucking plane for three hours, take off your mask, and you eat. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. So, if you are part of the 40% who know something's up, who can see the absurdity of the mainstream narrative, yet you're not doing anything, you are complying, you're going along with it just because you're scared, guess what? This goes nowhere good. And your compliance now means compliance with totalitarian global slavery. You are convicting and confining your children to a lifetime of slavery where your freedoms are extinguished. You are completely dependent on the state. And this is not hyperbole. I wish it was. 
So my mission has been to use the entirety, the breadth of my wisdom, my talent, my energy to empower people to reclaim their sovereignty, to reclaim their agency, their meaning-making, their sense-making, their sense of purpose. Because it is possible. You have the power to do all of those things. You've been conditioned to program to believe that you're powerless and it's completely false. It's another way to control you. If you think you're powerless, then you are. Then you seek elsewhere for comfort and safety. And there you have the state willing to coddle you, willing to give you universal basic income that doesn't lead anywhere good, I promise you. It may be useful to review how other totalitarian states came to power over the 20th century. I highly recommend going and checking that out because you will see remarkable parallels between what's going on right now and the rise of totalitarian states in the past. So, that's basically all I wanted to say today. I know this is a lot to take on. It's a lot to digest. But with this high-level perspective provided by Dr. Desmet's model, it becomes abundantly clear what we're dealing with. We're dealing with mass formation, mass hypnosis, mass psychosis. And so if you are part of the 40%, I encourage you to begin using your voice to reclaim your sovereignty, to do their inner work of healing your trauma, to bring to light your conditioning and your biases so they can be reprogrammed in a way that is empowering for you, your family, and all of life. The time is late and the stakes are high. We don't have time to mess around anymore, people. This is it. This is the hill to die on. Start using your voice or it will be extinguished. And that's not the life I want to lead. That's not the world I want to live in. That's not the world I want my children to grow up in. All right, I would love to hear from you. Um, please do email me, patrickcookmusic at gmail.com or go to being-podcast.com or on Instagram at patrickcooklife. Please reach out. I want to hear your reflection. I want to create a community around this. And that's exactly what I'm endeavoring to do. My chrysalis community is exactly this. How to regain our sense of sovereignty, our sense of consciousness, our sense of purpose. If you're interested in joining that, reach out to me. Enter thechrysalis.com. I will be launching another program probably in a month from now. Another iteration of the Fuck Yes Club, which is exactly this as well. An intensive eight weeks where let's dive into... What is our purpose? What is, how do we make meaning? How do we show up in the world that is incredibly powerful and abundant for not only us, but for life itself? All right, if you're interested, reach out to me. Let's connect. The time is late. The stakes are high. I love you all.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. And if you're ready to make massive changes in your life and looking for the support and accountability to make it happen, I'm currently accepting applications for my private one-to-one coaching. You can send an email to patrick at patrickcookcoaching.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is now. Live your being.